Welcome to the Frequency Podcast. I'm Narica de la Cruz. I'm Amy Lopez. Amy, how are you today, mama? Hanging in there. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're with me today. So I want to start off. Um, we had some messages with uh, some of the emails or um, texts that we got. One is from Carmen Gutierrez from Arizona. She said, ladies, I'm so happy you are now on iTunes. Thank you. We're on thank iTunes you, thank now. Thank you, Carmen. And that we love the podcast. Uh, Trisha Blurk, I don't know where she was from. She didn't say, but she said, I love your storytelling, your honesty. And Amy, I love that you love baseball. I really like you. So I don't think she likes me. No, that's good. That's good. You know, you uh, can like me, Trisha. I like you better. Okay. And uh, the last <laughs> one is from Jim S from Florida. He says, ladies, I'm enjoying your podcast weekly, and I hope you guys get your full-time dream job soon. Thanks for the good vibes. We're working on it every yes, day. We are, you know, the last thing we want is to be, you know, 35 year old strippers. <laughs> No, nobody wants that. Well, you know, um, it is Women's History Month and we are going to continue to empower women and tell our stories. And as uh, women, we are humans and we make mistakes. And sometimes as badass women, we make badass mistakes as well. So today we want to talk about some of our epic fails as a mom, as a friend, and as a sister. Amy, I'll let you go first. <laughs> so as a mom, what has been your epic fail? As a mom, I think it would have to be, this is me. I thought I was getting ahead of the ball, um, but it completely backfired. Okay. So I always said that I didn't want to have a picky eater, right? Okay. I wanted my kid to just eat everything. None of this like separate, don't put vegetables in my food. Don't put onions, don't put tomato. Like I figured once he grew up, then he would make his own choices as to what he didn't like or like. Okay. But I took my mom's advice, actually. She said, you know what? Once the baby's able to eat, you know, feed them whatever you're eating. Don't try to separate ingredients or um, maybe down season foods, obviously spicy foods. Uh, you know, I still went with like the guidelines. I wasn't feeding them chicken at three months. But you know, once I was able once we were able to have a sit down dinner, and he was mm -hmm. able to kind of eat everything, I just made smaller portions of whatever we were eating, how we were eating it, whether it be spicy, whether it be, you know, with onions, tomato, cilantro, garlic, whatever it was, right. So here I am, you know, and he's really, he's a really good eater. Okay. And that's one thing that he always ate. He ate a lot of food. And now thinking back, it backfired on me because now I can't just give him dinosaur chicken nuggets. You know, he complains. He's like, well, okay, so you're giving me dinosaur chicken nuggets, but when are we eating food food? And that's what he tells me. He's like, what about food food? What do you mean? And he's like, yeah, like, are you going to make some salmon with garlic butter and some white rice or are you going to make taquitos with lettuce tomato sour cream salsa on them like I can't even give them just plain taquitos or plain tacos you know he's like okay what about onion cilantro and salsa like it's now my, I made my life harder he likes gourmet meals I guess yeah like he can't eat a chicken stew or chicken soup without wanting to have a half an avocado because he has a process, like he scoops a little bit of the avocado out of the actual peel, and then uh, he grabs a little bit of rice, then he dunks the spoon into the soup, and that's how he eats. Like he has a process for everything, but now it's just, it makes it hard. So I think that that was my fail. <laughs> 
as a mom, I'm trying to get ahead ahead of it and then it backfired on me. Okay. Uh, well, as a mom, I, <laughs> I really hate to admit this, but I'm sure this has happened to, well, I dropped her, but the worst <laughs> was, I think the, the worst thing that's ever happened to me is I lost my daughter at Best Buy and I went to Best Buy. You guys remember the Blackberry phone, right? Rest in peace. <laughs> I don't even know if they still exist. Yes. Well, my lithium battery was just failing. It would always, you know, I don't know if you ever had a Blackberry, but it would turn on, turn off, turn on, turn off whenever the hell it wanted to. And so I- And it became a bubble. (laughs) Yes. So I decided to drive to Best Buy and I was like, well, I got to take her with me. And so I go to where the telephone section is and I was like, hey, I need a new battery for my my Blackberry. Mm -hmm. And then my daughter was next to me to the left. And you know where they, they lay out all the phones, the cell phones? Well, she was there just pressing all the buttons. So I was like, Mm -hmm. one of my eye was on the guy, the the sales rep, and the my other eye was on Brooklyn. And so I said, Mama, stay right here, okay? I think I gave him, handed him my phone for to get the battery so he could see what model it was. I look quickly to the left. Brooklyn is gone. I drop everything. I snatched my phone out of his hand real quick. And I look everywhere. I'm like, Brooklyn, 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 where are you? I couldn't (laughs) find her. I was in panic mode. I was like, el corazón estaba en el piso. My heart was on the floor. And then I see her running all the way down by the refrigerators. And she's like, she's yelling to this lady with this young girl, mommy, mommy. And I go, Brooklyn! And inside of Best Buy, she looks back and I go, I'm your mommy. And the lady looks and she goes, is that your mommy? She goes, mommy. Let me tell you, I never oh took Brooklyn ever again shopping. And I didn't even get the, I didn't even get the damn battery. I came straight home. I told PJ what happened. I was shaking like a mad woman. And so that to me was probably my biggest fail. And I was scared. So now I know how moms feel when they lose their kid, whether it's at Walmart, Target, Best Buy. So that was my epic fail. Yeah, but, I, um, I can't even imagine. I think I lost, I lost Mateo once in the clothing racks mm-hmm. um, at, you know, some department store. And he, that was one of his things. He kept doing it. And I'm just like, this kid is never going to listen. You know, he's just swinging like a monkey until a man told him a man like pulled open the clothes and was like, you are not supposed to be doing this. And for him, for a stranger to kind of be stern, you know, at that age um, was scary. I think because he didn't really ever do it again. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. Yeah. But yeah, I that remember, is scary. I remember Brooklyn doing that. Mm-hmm. And she, I remember she would go under the racks in Macy's and I, and I couldn't catch her. And I was like, you know what? That's it. Kids are not meant to be brought to the mall until they're like seven. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now as a sister, what was one of your epic fails? I think as a sister, this one was pretty funny. Um, I was trying <laughs> to kind of play wing woman okay. with um, my sister, Nancy. And she was like, Hey, she, she was trying to cook dinner. Right. So she's like, Hey, go distract, you know, my boyfriend at the time or whatever. And I was like, okay. So I went and like, we're hanging out and I was like, what are you going to make? She's like, I'm making burgers. I was like, okay. And for us, my mom makes the best burgers. She like marinates them perfectly. So I hype those burgers up. You know, I was (laughs) like, she is making the best burgers. I'm thinking, you know, she couldn't have asked for anyone better to like set this up for her. Right. I'm hyping them up. I'm telling him like, this is, this is going to blow your mind. You know, she does these all the time, you know, like not even this is her first time doing it, but like she does these all the time, you know, you're going to love them. And it's like, we started playing soccer in the courtyard Mm -hmm. and 
I was like, let's work up an appetite. So at the end of it, I was like, okay, well, let me go check if she needs help. Right. So I go and I check and she is in complete panic because, you know, the, the recipe didn't go as planned Ooh. and she was trying every which way to make this happen. And we did like we Mickey Mouse it. We, you know, <laughs> MacGyvered this recipe to make patties. <laughs> And, you know, when we served it, I didn't want to be anywhere near that table. (laughs) So she came and she told me, she's like, you, what did you say? You know, you set it up so much. You shouldn't have done that. Like this came out horrible. (laughs) Needless to say, we ended up eating tacos, I think that day. But I think that 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 was my fail as a sister. In a, oh. in a sense, I was trying to help. Yeah. But I made the situation worse. Were you trying to help? <laughs> about or you? You, were, you were trying to impress. Well, I was trying to make her dinner very impressive. Okay. Okay. Thinking it was going to turn out like my mom's, which would have been very impressive. Okay. But it didn't work out that way. Well, as a <laughs> sister, so I have four brothers, right? And I would do anything for any of my four brothers. But one thing I've learned is not to get involved in the relationship of your brother. And so my uh, brother, I won't say which one, was kind of going through this custody battle with his now ex-wife. And he was asking me something, something that was going to go on in court or he was fighting for. And so I gave him my two cents. Right. And I was like, no, you need to do this. This is what you need to fight for it. Because she wanted to take the kids to a whole nother country. And he was like, if if she takes them to a whole nother country, I'm never going to see them. I have to, you know, mm-hmm. kind of carve out time twice a year, if that, to go see them. And I was like, no, they were born in the United States. They should stay here. You guys should do this, this, and this, and this, right? So I gave him my two cents. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess in an argument that they were having, he said, well, you know, my sister said that da-da-da-da-da-da-da, he quoted me exactly. So she sent me this ugly ass email, almost a whole full page. And I read it and I sent her an ugly ass email, but I (laughs) I threw some jabs in there. And I was like- You didn't woosah before. No, I didn't do no (laughs) woosah. I really didn't think (laughs) I I went for the attack. She attacked me. So I went for the attack. Right. So needless to say, I returned the email. I gave her my two cents and I was like, yeah, that's what I said. I said this and this and this. And I said, and as his older sister, because I'm the oldest out of all of them, I said, Mm -hmm. I think that you guys should do this, this and this. Anyways, it was a back and forth thing. Finally, I sent her one last ugly email and I was like, you know what? I'm done. I finally realized that I should never get involved in the relationships of my brother or custody battles or anything. I would give you my full support, but I wouldn't do that again. Needless to say, they are now divorced and he has joint custody of the kids. She didn't move to the other country. And so they're fine. But you know, it stresses you out a little bit. And and you have brothers and sisters. You would do anything for your siblings. You would fight for mm-hmm. them. You know what I mean? So I think that was one of my fails. That was the first and probably the last. And I said, uh, I will never do that again. I'll never be in the middle of their relationship or their decisions. I don't think that was a fail, if you ask me. Okay. Like, I I think that, you know, you were very much in your right to react the way you did or give the advice that you gave. I think that I honestly think if I was put in the same situation, I would still do the same thing, even if it would have turned out the same way. I would have still, I would have still done it. I think that more, it's a lesson learned as to how much to engage in an argument. And you make a valid point, but I was just scared that because of what I had said and then the emails that I had sent. 
Oh, the jabs. Yeah, the jabs <laughs> that I had sent that it was going to cost him the custody of his children and I didn't want to be the blame yeah. for it. You know, so that that was my first and my last. And I was like, mm, I don't think I'm going to do this again. You know, to each yeah. its own and everyone has their mm -hmm. own issues, their own problems. So you let it be. Now, as yeah. a friend, what is your epic fail? Oh, my God. So this. Oh, one... you must have a lot because you said, oh, my God. I mean, it, yeah, I get put in some pretty awkward situations and usually I'm quick to pick up on them. But in this particular case, it completely failed. And this was um, right out of high school. One of my friends, I won't say her name, but she decided to spin this whole story that we were going away for the weekend, okay. right to her parents. And we had talked about it. And I think that that's why I didn't kind of pick up on the cues. But we had talked about going away for the weekend. It was a conversation we had been having for weeks and our parents were involved and, you know, so on and so forth. So just out of the blue one day, her mom calls and my friends and their parents were always very much in communication with each other, you know, and me with their parents, like we were all very close. So it wasn't weird that her mom and her dad would call me. Okay. So, you know, out of the blue one day, I get a phone call and it was, she's super sneaky. I swear this woman, man, <laughs> my friend's mom, because she's like, hey, mija, como estas? You know, how are you? How are you doing? The usual you know, touch base with you, you know, how have you been? Haven't seen you in a while. And I was like, good. You know, we go through all of that. And she's like, Hey, uh, quick, quick question. I'm here with, you know, so-and-so her dad. And she's like, um, she's in the shower right now, but we're trying to settle down when we're going to Santa Barbara. She's like, were you guys going next weekend or the weekend after that? And I was like, uh, we haven't really decided, you know, when we're going, uh, we, you know, we haven't locked it down. So I think that you guys, Oh, she's like, no, she said that you guys, had probably chosen next weekend. And I was like, oh, maybe she did, you know, but we haven't decided. And then she goes, okay, thank you. Now done, right? And maybe 30 minutes later, my phone starts blowing up from my friend's boyfriend, from my friend's other friend, uh, from mutual friends. And I was like, what the hell is going on? So I finally answered the phone and she's on the phone. My friend's on the phone and she goes, what the hell? She's like, you totally just messed up my weekend. Why would you do that? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, I told my mom we were away for the weekend, like that current weekend, not even like we made plans to go away next weekend. Like she had told her mom that she was with me that weekend and we were away. Oh, snap. So right off the bat, you know, she knew whatever was going to come out of my mouth was a lie because she said that my friend was in the shower and I was like, oh, OK, you know, whatever. Instead of me saying, no, she's with me. Like what right. do you mean? She's in the shower. So I completely blew up her weekend getaway with her boyfriend. But in my defense, if you're going to do that, give me a heads up. Uh huh. And even then, I was always the type to kind of question that because I don't like having responsibility for something that I can't control. So for example, if I went out with my friends and there was not going to be like, hey, so-and-so is not coming back with us because she met a guy. I'm like, no, she was in my car. I'm going to drop her off at home. And if that guy wants to pick her up at her house, then by all means, I'm very controlling of those situations. Safety. Yes. And especially if there's, you know, drinking involved, I like to have control. I don't, I don't really like to lose control of situations. So that was my friend, my friend fail. But again, it wasn't kind of, it wasn't really my fault. Yes. I think. Well, listen, if you're going to lie, <laughs> stick with the lie and tell somebody that you're going to lie. Number one, number two, <laughs> I'm with you about, I used to be really picky about that. Like if I went to a party mm -hmm. or a club um, with a friend, Hey, if you left with me, you come back with me. If you, you want to hook up with that guy, well, he's going to pick you up where I drop you off because I mm -hmm. want to know that I saw 
you go into your house or that I dropped you off at this address or or your home or your grandma's mm-hmm. or your sisters or your cousins or whatever because I yeah. don't want that on my conscience. You know what I mean? Um, but mm-hmm. no, I'm I'm with you on that. But but listen, if you are gonna lie, stick with the lie. Let me know you're gonna lie. I will cover your ass. But don't put yeah, me exactly. out there. Like that. I, I felt I, I felt like I lost trust from those parents right off the right off the bat. Oh no, you sure did. And I was like, but how are you not trusting? Because they full on said, I don't know about you going with her. And I was like, shouldn't it be the other way around? Like I didn't lie to you. So she should be allowed to go with me places, but it, it ended up backfiring all the way around. Oh, I'm but. so sorry about that. Well, that's in the what about you now. Um, so mine <laughs> is, is, is a high school friend as well. And I think one of my epic fails was that instead of discussing, I cut off a wonderful best friend friendship because of something that she had said, we'll call her Laura. Laura had a boyfriend. And uh, so one day, I guess they were watching television and it happened to be on soft porn and mm-hmm. it was a threesome. So uh, she was like, hey, what are you watching? And so he was like, nothing, nothing. And so anyways, it came into a conversation of a threesome. So she was like, hey, if you had a chance to have a threesome, who would you like to, you know, have a threesome with? And he was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm not going to tell you because, I, you know, you're going to get upset. Anyway, so she finally got it out of him and he said my name and she was like oh really and we were kind of like three peas in a pod we always went to clubs together or we you know we went to events we went to games we we were always rolling together official third wheel yeah I was the official third wheel and I loved it Mm -hmm. because he had a car he always paid for everything he was just he was really a nice guy but anyway Mm -hmm. so fast forward that was the weekend before Valentine's and on Valentine's he was working and she comes she calls me over and we were having our Galentine's kind of lunch so she cooked Mm -hmm. pasta I went over to apartment. We were talking, we're talking and she was like, hey, she goes, you know, I, I have something weird to tell you. So she says, you know, me and me and so-and-so were watching TV and and she said, and I asked him, you know, if he if he ever had fantasized about a threesome. And I'm like, yeah, what guy wouldn't? And so I, she said, but I asked him, who would he like to have a threesome with if he had a choice? Which one of my friends? And he said, you. And I looked at her and I was like, excuse me? Like my mouth dropped. And she's pouring me a glass of wine. And I said, um, and I said, she said, you. And I said, I just immediately, I felt uncomfortable. And I said, well, why would you ask him that? And she goes, well, you know, we were flipping through the channels and we were like soft porn. I get, I said, I, I get it. Conversation. You know what I mean? She, I, she just had this look in her eyes. Immediately. I went on the defense and I was like, you know what, Laura? I said, I will do any man off the streets. I said, but I will never do your boyfriend. I said, I'm not that kind of person. I said, I I just couldn't. And we ended up finishing Mm -hmm. our lunch and I went home and like the following day, I didn't take her phone calls. I did not call her. I did not stop by her house. Sometimes she would come stop by my house and I would tell my mom, tell her I'm not here. Tell her I'm not here. I just couldn't take the fact that that was always going to be in her mind. You know what I mean? Even Mm -hmm. if we were hanging out and I was a third wheel. So, I cut that friendship off cold turkey. And it wasn't until years later, uh, one of my old co-workers had lunch with her. She said, Nautica, I had lunch with Laura. And I said, oh, how's she doing? I said, how's her family? And she's like, yeah, she's pretty good. I said, you know, everyone's good. She goes, you know, she really misses you. And I said, mm-hmm. And so she goes, um, and you need to fix that. And I said, fix what? And she said, you need to repair. You need to talk to her. You need to fix this friendship. It wasn't that I didn't have the courage. I, where do you start, Amy? Like, how do you even start this conversation? 
conversation. You know what I mean? You so, don't like that's her friend fail. Like, yeah. why'd she go and throw? Well, like, why do you even ask that? Qu- that's a stupid question to ask. I, I agree. I small, really agree. With small you. conversation is who would your hall pass be? Who would your celebrity hall pass be? Right. That's small conversation to have. Not which ones of my friends would you like to hook up with? Don't ask questions you don't want the answers to. And don't freaking uh, that would have aggravated me, too. <laughs> well, I felt I just felt yeah. everything that you could feel anger, shame, upset, resentment. Yeah. And so that's why I cut off the friendship. But I missed her so much because we always had so much fun. She was really one of the first friends I made when I moved from New York to California. And uh, she was so accepting, so loving. But that just that just really fucked me up. You know, it really fucked me up. And then so my other friend said, hey, you need to fix it. You need to repair it. And I think after that conversation, maybe a few weeks later, I ended up having a dream with Laura. I don't know if that was a way of God saying, hey, you know, you need to call her. I did call her and it was her father had passed away. So I was like, well, I'm not going to, I'm, you know, I'm going to definitely say my condolences, but I'm not going to spark up the conversation. And so I said to her, I said, well, listen, I live in LA now and I know you're still in the Bay. I said, when I come back to visit my mom, I said, can we have coffee or a drink or something? I ended up going to the Bay maybe a few months later. And then we had a conversation and I, I apologize. I said, I was really sorry. And she said she was, she said she couldn't understand what she did. You know, I guess she had forgotten. And I'm like, what you did? Mm. I said, it's what you said. So needless to say, moving forward in my life, if a situation ever comes out like that again, I will head on, start the conversation and resolve the problem or talk about it versus cutting someone off just cold turkey and never speaking to them again. Yeah. But do you think that that would have affected your friendship more? Like thinking about it now Mm -hmm. like had you had that conversation first off is she still with that guy no she she ended up marrying a wonderful man oh okay but let's say you've had that conversation right you're like whoa that was uncalled for like wouldn't that have put a strain on your relationship because she would have still been with that guy yeah and you guys would have still had to have hang out you know so maybe it was god's way of saying like you need to step away while this while this relationship you know finishes its course Mm -hmm. because then it it could have possibly hurt your relationship in the long run with your friend. On the brighter side, we are now friends. <laughs> she listens to the podcast. Um, she's happily married. She has three kids. And now we laugh about it. But I felt like I lost 10 good years with her where we could have shared mm-hmm. uh, the upbringing of our kids. Um, so I don't ever want to go through that again or do that again. It was the first time I had ever been put in a really awkward situation like that. And so my reaction was run and don't come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess we all go through in retrospect, we all handle situations differently than we would have. Right. But at the time with age, with the situation that we're in our current state, yes, you know, it all makes us handle things a little differently. So oh, of course, most I definitely. think that that's why that's why social media, I think that that's one of the things that aggravates me is that, you know, sometimes people just post the good, you know, so then it, it comes down to everyone trying to live up to this expectation. Um, when in reality, people make mistakes, friendships fall out, some re rekindle or will reconnect, but some never do, you know, but you know, you learn from those from those experiences. And, you know, it's just life, but no one's perfect. And I think that, you know, that's what we're trying to to communicate um, here at the Frequency Podcast. 
that, you know, we go through it. There's ups and downs, just like our frequency line. Um, but we keep going and we don't flatline and we try to do our best one day at a time. That is very true. On the last note, I believe that some friends are seasonal. They come in different seasons. You know, they're not here forever. It's just like, you know, we have so many seasons in the year. Uh, they could be mm-hmm. with us for a, a long season or a, a shorter season. So, you know, you, you live and you learn and you try to be the best human being that you can be the best moms, the best friends and the best sisters that we can be as well. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, Keep sending us your feedback, send us messages on all social media. You know, you can find us frequency podcast or shoot us an email directly frequency at gmail.com. If you guys have any job leads, send them our way, read them. Um, If we can put you down as a point of reference so that we could get the job even faster, hell, we'll make you honorary guest of the week. You know, (laughs) just send it all our way.